everyone, welcome to Anything with Canny, where we talk about film, fashion, music, and just about anything. And for today's episode, I invited my friends from Plastic Honeymoon to talk about their brand, how they started, and what's the landscape of the streetwear scene in the Philippines right now. So I hope you guys like it. Let's get into it. What's happening with you guys during the quarantine? How's everything going? Nard can go first because he came last. Wow! Wow! <laughs> All right. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, just designing because mm-hmm. like uh, we have this like uh collection with collaboration with like uh, uh uh we we don't want to go in details but there's a there's a collab going on, so I'm, like in the middle of designing so, uh, at some some part of the week I deactivated my Facebook because mm-hmm. it's uh Facebook's kind of toxic. Nowadays, yep. it's like more. It's like people ranting, and then, and then like the online rambolan and shit. <laughs> and everything is like ah oh, fuck it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, though it's kind of lonely, though you know you have no Facebook in the middle of the night, three a.m. and then you have no one to talk to. Everyone's yeah, sleeping. Yeah. And so eventually, I created a drink while you know designing because mm-hmm. I'm bored as hell. So what drink is it? It's uh. It's it's kind of like a soju mm-hmm. bomb or like a it's like a soju. Uh, uh no wait it's Jack Daniels and uh, Yakult and uh, Sprite mm-hmm. soju. No no it's Sprite. Is it is it bomb? It's, uh, Jack Daniels Sprite and uh, Yakult. Yakult yeah. Yeah, I call it Jackal. Um, <laughs> Jackal. Jackal. There you go. I'll give you the name. It tastes good though. Yeah, it's like sweet. You were probably like in the middle of it, and like, <laughs> I gotta make a drink out of this. It's, it's boring. It's I boring as hell. Is what he has to do. In this quarantine, everyone's yeah. creative. I was like, I don't know where my sister learns to like fucking do coffee from like. I don't know, coffee yeah, barapo. They're and doing then, this like, thing, right? The like, famous like, um coffee with yeah, what's it coffee. called? With a, a Dalgona yeah, yeah. coffee. Uh, oh the yeah. Dalgona. I haven't even tried it. Is, yeah, it, is think, it good? I tried that. Is it worth the hype? I'm not really a coffee drinker, I, I'm not sure. so I don't know. I've never tried sure. it. I'm not sure if it's like if yeah. it's that one, but it's like uh we try to make it like wit uh Whip. with yeah, wicked and then like make it frothy in hell and then like we pour it with the milk and it tastes good with ice it's like like starbucks or something it's like, yeah, shit. <laughs> so to divert this conversation more into your brand i just want to know like let's talk about let's talk about the roots of plastic honeymoon so what do you guys uh what were you guys thinking when you started the brand uh basically plastic honeymoon like i don't know i guess when i got in mm-hmm. when i was in college uh the first Mm-hmm. year or so i kind of had to find out what i wanted to do like most like, this is everybody. like freshman year and uh you know fashion's always yeah freshman year actually uh we had this project where we had to do logos and stuff uh um and then i ended up doing like uh everyone's doing logos about themselves like personal brand logos i ended up doing one for like a fashion brand that i wanted to make in the future and so, like that kind of built up from there, and here we are. You know, ended the ended college, and straight away wanted to uh, 
get into making a, a clothing brand. So when did um Nard and Matt like okay. became part of it? Oh, I was a little bit. Later um, actually, the story. So I'll let Nard <laughs> go first. Go ahead, Nard. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> okay, fine. You're the right, partner. Yeah. You're there. Right. You're there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, was that? Um, I don't know if it's uh, when was it? Was like uh, like final days of college, mm-hmm. I guess, right? Yeah. Well, it's like there's like a MMA week, and uh, I was there, <laughs> like you know, selling selling a shirt, and then he was the only one who was mm-hmm. selling shirts. I kind of got like, um, yeah. During this MMA week, we were uh, we were ma- I was uh, making shirts to sell because uh, I wanted to try you know experimenting with clothes mm-hmm. and my designs. It's my background's in uh, mm-hmm. graphic design, so I kind of tried applying the two for the oh, first I see. time. Uh, and then Nard was there with his uh, his own brand already. I haven't even made a brand. And then <laughs> a few steps ahead. I kind of just made my own graphics and stuff. Threw it on shirts. He had his brand. He threw it on a shirt, and we were both selling during uh, that MMA mm-hmm. week. It was actually my second brand already. Yeah. First one flopped. Second one flopped again. <laughs> Nard and I individually probably came up with like three different brands that failed before Plastic mm-hmm. Honeymoon. And I guess Plastic Honeymoon, with the name and everything and the kind of uh, vision we had for it, we couldn't yeah. let it go. And it took yeah. I mean, we started Plastic Honeymoon when 2016. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just the name by then. And then we came up with a logo and its story and what we wanted out of it already. We, we and, had a first uh, brand after, uh, before that one. <laughs> Yeah, we had our own personal like ventures one. before that. <laughs> you oh, were sad. Uh, <laughs> it's because we were sad. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how brands like change yeah. like the whole uh, identity of it. It's just like, I guess out during college we were like hella into like black mm-hmm. and and kind of uh, you know that kind of graphical element mm-hmm. of goth and and death and life <laughs> life and death. Now you said college drains you, so you're sad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> man, everyone has a during that time. Everyone has the angsty. Year, uh, um, everyone has an angsty phase in their life, you know. And maybe that was your right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it's just it was just in the yeah, moment. And to break it down, like, um, what does pl- plastic honeymoon mean? Like, why the why the name? All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we kind of came up with the name because. Uh, well, personally, I well during my thesis mm-hmm. uh, during senior year, I made this uh, book um, titled "Behind the Hype." Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to learn more about uh, the roots of urban clothing mm-hmm. and uh, kind of portray that throughout the book, illustrate that in everything. Uh, so I learned uh, I learned that you know streetwear and Urban wear wasn't really, uh, it was kind of shamed in the fashion industry mm-hmm. before, during the 80s when it was like, you know, first thought about. Yeah, right? yeah. Stuff like that. Right. It's true. During that time, it was shunned from the industry, the fashion industry. And uh, you would have these, uh, you, they, you wouldn't be able to get these urban brands into, uh, you know, the Macy's or the JCPenney's or mm-hmm. whatever like that. Uh and you know, more recently we see uh, 
streetwear being introduced into high fashion. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of in the spotlight on runways and everything. It's almost like there's no uh there's no gap between Yeah, them. yeah. Yeah, there's no gap in it's between. It's been bridged them. and that's I think that the cool that's the coolest part of it from from people shunning it from like two people just or two, you know, younger the younger generation yeah that's true like high fashion and street culture is just like intertwined right now exactly you see uh you see lv and supreme collab yeah exactly you know and you collaborate like yeah then you see uh you see like jerry lorenzo like this is jerry lorenzo designing justin bieber's tour merch yeah uh, yeah. came from exactly or something like that so that's really like it's a good merch too Yeah, I wanted one. Yeah, it's hard to get. <laughs> Even H and M started, you know, having their own spin on it, or you know, they had they had the license to release it and such. So it's, it's been a, yeah, fashion now is cool. Fashion yeah. and streetwear, like, yeah, one thing, you know. It's exciting. I mean, like for example, before is. Supreme, they did this uh, LV inspired print, mm-hmm. and they were, uh, yeah. you know, they were. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, they were sued, right? They were sued for it. Yeah. And then now, you know, you see LV working with Supreme again. I know. Again, I, know. I thought exactly you know, the, the whole the whole marriage between them. It's it's intertwined now. And uh, yeah. I guess I think going back to the question, yeah, it's like what we wanted to do or what we see is or the meaning of Plastic Honeymoon. I guess it's always taking the like two sides of a story in any context and then finding a bridge in between them Mm -hmm. because i mean if you want to go literally a honeymoon is supposed to be something that's shared by two people after marriage a very intimate or very heartfelt or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. that but then if it's plastic that means it's sort it can also be fake so it's kind Mm -hmm. of like a fake love a fake love affair between the two yeah it's actually it's it's really catchy too uh, when you see i think when i first saw the brand you guys when you guys were posting it on facebook or in instagram like especially i think the fr- one of the first few times i saw it was in your wall mike and then when i saw it it, it was really it was just dope thank you thank day. you yeah. yeah i mean like it took us uh it took us actually about three years to 2016 about two years <laughs> 2016 to 2018 to to really figure out the identity of it and release our uh our first major collection so I think, you know, in between that time, we, we finally found what we wanted out of, yeah. out of Plastic mm-hmm. Honeymoon. Well, what was the name of the first collection you guys did again? Uh, Neutropia, Volume 1. We had, uh, we had a collection before that that was uh, kind of a primer collection, trying to introducing uh, the brand with just the basic logo. Yeah, that's what he's wearing. Uh, basic logos, front and back. Yeah yeah um actually yeah, it's I, one thing um i saw it i saw it recently too and um it's the one with the 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 jacket and the uh the, pants, the all over right? print one yeah 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 so yeah what's the inspiration behind that future kind kind of uh it was the second iteration of neutropia so it's a uh, neutropia mm-hmm. volume two uh and then we wanted to kind of portray what neutropia was through an all-over print, mm-hmm. and we we wanted to test our uh, our abilities to to be able to design something that's like you know wilder than the first pieces that we did make, 
uh, and mm-hmm. test what you know what local manufacturers could could really do. So we know mm-hmm. kind of what we can make in the future, also, uh-huh. um, and future kind kind of it, it to put it into words, it's Nutopia, which is uh, we made it as the middle ground of u- of a utopia and a dystopia, and mm-hmm. uh, through the all over print, we designed it to be like what the future could be, kind of like a butterfly mm-hmm. effect. So one small change could ripple okay. into uh, unforeseen future type thing. So we went really yeah, like you know good. futuristic and weird with the designs. We had like yeah. uh, a girl with three boobs and like yeah, yeah. you know so bo- bottom and top there. there's like hell and uh, on top it's yeah. like uh, tranquility, <laughs> right? It's like uh, you know flying mm-hmm. cars and uh, city in the sky kind of thing. I remember you guys. Um, all three of you were like one of the like freshest people in in school. Really. And then one thing, yeah, definitely. We were two, man. And one thing. Um, yeah. I grabbed you from my thesis. <laughs> and, I believed in your style. Oh, I right? remember. I remember. I remember. I think you did a like a photo shoot thing. Yeah, right? it was for the thesis. It was for um my book, the behind yeah. the the behind the hype book. What you guys? How you guys got into fashion yourselves? And what's the story behind why did you like link into that art? I know. I think for me, like being a musician, right? You kind of look up to a bunch of different artists who then become your idols, and then you start to pick up like like the tiniest of details on like, oh, how he wears his cardigan, or like if he wears a bandana, or like what t-shirts he kind of wears. So I think from like growing up, listening to like Green Day or like My Chemical Romance, not that I was gonna wear like a Black Parade type suit to school or whatever, but like I always knew. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I always knew, like, or had, like, a grasp on what didn't look good. So then I just wore the opposite of that. What I thought was the opposite of what didn't look good. So I always had, like, a grasp of, like, oh, I could wear this to express this feeling or that feeling. And, like, you know, more so I could, like, for me, it's bridging, like, the two of what I wear and, like, what the music that I make. And then with this now, it's more so, like, trying to, and I think as a brand, it's, like, we all know that, clothes is a self is a way of self-expression mm-hmm. and it's a way to tell stories so i think at the end of the day we want to tell stories through you know different articles of clothing throughout what we think of the world or yeah. through what we're feeling in that given time given yeah. time something like that <laughs> how about you nerd uh, okay uh i started with like when i was in third grade i said yeah second or third grade it's like it's more of the music, to be honest. It's like uh, I started listening to rap when I was in second and third grade, and then I found out about music videos. So I saw what rappers used to wear. I just tried to copy them. It's like not really into fashion, but like I have fun, like you know, copying whatever I see in the music videos. Well, was it YouTube? No, there's no YouTube yet. It's like mix. <laughs> yeah, mix. I had to go to mix. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, I probably took it seriously when found out about ASAP Rocky. When I when I saw like uh, his music video of Peso, that's when I knew I had to like step it up. <laughs> right, fashion guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
like Matt and Nard, I guess it kind of stemmed from music at the beginning, during, uh, I guess, the beginning of high school. And then uh, I was into skateboarding also, and I kind of found my crowd in high school through skateboarding. And, you know, there was uh, this whole hype around uh, Nike SB and uh, collecting, and that's how it introduced me into uh, fashion, actually. started with shoes and uh, the whole reselling, and if you get this shoe, it's in limited runs, and then it can hype up. Yeah, the sneaker game, you know. You, you get more money from it, even if you wear it type stuff. So that's how it started. Um, and I was, I've always been into fashion. Like from my earliest memories, I can remember like getting those, uh, you know, character shoes with the light up, uh, light up soles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are fine. If I can find one in my size, I would, I would cop it. I would, I would rock, rock Heelys, man. Now, I, yeah. Till now, I would rock Heelys. <laughs> Make it a thing. Just give us a breakdown of like the, the branches of Plastic Honeymoon and how guys delegate work or what's the process between design and manufacturing? Uh-huh. Like the whole process yeah. starts with uh, kind, of, kind of finding inspiration. Uh, like, I guess it, it depends really because um, at, the, at the growth of our brand, of you know finding our identity and stuff uh we kind of we kind of turned to using just the graphical elements and then um after that we we kind of wanted to explore the storytelling aspect of plastic honeymoon and so we yeah we came together thought of a story to tell thought about what garments could complement the story more um and with t-shirts it's like it's endless possibilities with t-shirts and prints i mean streetwear at its very core is prints on prints and branding um yeah and so at the beginning we kind of to the manufacturing stage of it we because my our backgrounds are really in the arts and the graphic design aspect of it of of plastic honeymoon but that's only like, I guess, 20% of the whole work into making a brand, I would say. Yeah. Um, and so we were looking for these manufacturers who to work with. And it, was, it just ended up being a pain because they would, be, they would restrict us from not making low quantities. And we were just a beginning brand at the time. So we had to uh, find better ways on how to invest our money. And so we turned more efficient ways. More efficient ways, I think. And so we turned in. We turned to uh, learning how to screen print and learning how to sew, so that we can be more in control of our quantity. Things would be cheaper, and uh, you know, most definitely. And quality, quality, I would say. Uh, so like I kind of turned my my house into a low key uh, sweatshop. <laughs> hey, that's how all businesses businesses started, right. anyways, right? Uh, one thing that uh, I really find interesting is the local streetwear scene is like really booming, like for the past yeah. years, like recently oh. compared to. Um, I remember back then, like when I was young, there was not a lot of like local brands where I, I could like find like dope stuff in, and just yeah. now I feel like more of the stuff that I want to buy are oh. by these local designers. 
And I think, uh, especially when you guys launch Plastic Honeymoon and see you guys grow from where it, where it was and where it is now, there's just like, there's already a, de- a demand and supply to what's going on. So what do you guys think about the the change yeah. of that? Yeah, the change of the, the landscape of the, the local streetwear fashion. Uh, I think the... I think we're still in our infancy stage. Yeah. Still young. Um, definitely have room to grow. And I think that, um, you know, it has to be done collectively, to be honest. We have to grow together. And um, that's the only way that we could reach. Because a lot of brands I know want to reach a global market locally. And I, I don't think it would happen unless everyone was on board. Uh, especially the consumers, because um, like a lot of consumers here, kind of you know they have that standard uh, or like stig- uh, stigmatism towards towards international. Or, you know, if it's international, it's better type thing. So we want to remove that stigma and you know make make clothes that uh, tell stories, serve purpose. You know, something abstract. Yeah, definitely. One thing I think that stands out with how you guys create your designs is it's just it's one of those items where you can look at it and it's like watching a film. You kind of understand the the concept just by looking at look, looking at a single like single piece. Yeah, much like with a brand, uh a lot of influence comes from music and film actually. Uh if you see our designs for Neutropia Volume 1, uh for example, the um Let's see, the Life's a Gamble shirt, the pink salmon shirt. Uh, graphically, we took inspiration from Superfly. And then um, for, let's say, our brainwashed shirt, uh, we took inspiration from uh, Metropolis for that one. So we, we take a lot of inspiration from different films and music really yeah. into our graphics and it's music and film are the best ways of uh telling stories so yeah we applied that into our, our graphics definitely yeah because like when whenever you guys create or release stuff and i would always see them um especially like when when ash used to like uh always promote your stuff yeah. i would always yeah. succeed in as well stage, yeah shout out to ash. yeah shout out, shout out to, to ash, ash. <laughs> Uh, first episode catch that um (laughs) so yeah so um that's one thing that i feel like it's such a innovative way of plastic or way of you guys designing plastic honeymoon it's just an integration of storytelling and how did that like affect the other pieces pieces that you're releasing aside from like um just clothing because i've Mm -hmm. recently seen you've branched out to accessories as well like your bags your belts so what led to that transition into developing accessories as well I think developing as a brand, it's like we don't only want to come out with t-shirts as great as t-shirts are. I think that was like a development. And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm, if I don't remember correctly. But it's kind of like moving away from just like the you know brand logo on t-shirt type brand, mm-hmm. where it's more of, oh, we like to wear jackets more, so maybe we should start designing jackets, or you know the type of pants that we wear, like. We, I guess the clothes that they design, and I can safely say that with every design that they put their heart and soul into each piece, it's kind of like, oh, 
let's make this so that we can wear it and then hopefully other people dig it as well i think that's Mm -hmm. sort of part of the mindset i guess and part of it really is also studying the trends of what's in what other brands are doing and so Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a mix i think that uh during the design process we kind of think first and foremost uh what would we wear this what thing we would we we can only make things that we would wear type of uh mentality Mm -hmm. Uh, which is kind of yeah, selfish yeah. of us, but we believe that you know what whatever we, we believe in our, uh, our our own taste, and uh-huh. you know, we we hope that if if we like it, we know that other people other would people like, like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So with with Plastic Honeymoon, like, what's the what's the end goal for what where, where you guys see where Plastic Honeymoon is gonna be? Uh, global domination. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> what do you think, Nard? What do you think of Plastic Honeymoon? Actually, Plastic Honeymoon uh-huh. started between Nard and I first, and then we brought Matt into the picture uh-huh. uh, to kind of yeah. build. Uh... And it took too long, and I said, hey, do you guys think you need help? Yeah, we need help. Yeah. We need so much help. It felt right. <laughs> So is is plastic honeymoon? Uh, you guys like main like bread and butter for everything. Um, oh, I think yeah. I can speak for all of us by saying no, <laughs> not at all. It's like we just <laughs> keep injecting money into the brand. And <laughs> we're breaking mm-hmm. even type of stuff. It's a good investment. Yeah, breaking even, you know. I mean, and it's going to be like that for a while. Right. So I think the longer that it is like this, and once you know, if it starts making money, then that reward will become a little more. Exactly. Yeah. For any business, that's how it, that's how Yeah, you guys are creating. Exactly. You have to spend yeah. to earn. And if, I felt like I just like rushed into being an adult right after college with starting 1990. <laughs> and then I feel like all businesses are... The hard part about it is just the... There's no security in knowing if it's gonna exactly. work or not. But it comes with the dream of like just yeah. pushing it, you know? And... Um, what led you to like, because def- it's no joke to start a business. Yeah. It's yeah, especially how much money you have know, to spend yeah. for it. So what what made you guys like really put full force after college, just developing the brand itself? Go ahead, Mike. Well, for me, I don't have any choice. <laughs> <laughs> I really have to do this. <laughs> it's make it or break it for now. <laughs> I, I I didn't I didn't go to college, mm-hmm. so basically. Wait, I thought you were in Mint. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Everyone thinks you went. To yeah, mint. the entire time the entire time I was in college, I thought you were a student I was there. there. <laughs> <laughs> so you were just oh okay. <laughs> I just blend in like oh hey so this is what school feels like. Yeah? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> It's crazy. Have you guys um? Yeah, have the the guys have any like nightmares in the fashion industry uh, <laughs> that you personally went through? Well, every part of it was uh, trial and error. I can tell you that. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Some some point like <laughs> punching the screen of the screen print. <laughs> <laughs> every process of it just was a headache, but I can tell you that mm-hmm. we learn from our mistakes and every step of the. Mm-hmm. Of plastic honeymoon was a mistake, <laughs> and we learned from it. So I think we we've got a solid brand hey, right now, a solid identity. Yeah, that's true. And line, 
what's the next line of the brand? Do not go, to go into details, but just like a kind of like a brief injection of what what's the idea behind what's going on. Oh, next. we've got um, right now we're working on a project, uh, a collaboration with uh, mm-hmm. a company. Like, um, we don't want to get mm-hmm. into too many details because uh, we're still yeah. proposing the designs to uh, to these people. And uh, I think it's it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a big, big move for for the brand. Um, nice. And then after that, uh, we've got uh, we've kind of got our vision for what we want as our next collection. And then we work on that. Mm-hmm. After that, we've got a couple more collaborators uh, lined up. Um, we just gotta work on those mm-hmm. afterwards. The next steps of Plastic Honeymoon right now are just are a bunch of collaborations with different artists, right? Uh-huh. With different uh, brands and artists. So, yeah, other than um, just like fashion itself, have you guys like t- uh, linked towards like collaborating with a brand that's not fashion driven or not like that's not our a next fashion collaboration? Brand that's what we're working on right now. Yeah, they have nothing to do with uh, the fashion industry, I guess. Uh, but I think you guys would be sad uh-huh. to see what we come up with with this collection. Hey, it's I gonna can't be a banger. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> if you guys have anything to say or anything to promote, you guys can link it up here. Or anything to say to the younger individuals or the younger artists, designers who want to start their own brand, you can give them their tips here. And yeah, so the floor is yours. I'll go first. If you are a young aspiring artist of whatever industry or art form, just just see how far it can get you, and don't be afraid to try it. I think the first thing, mm-hmm. yeah, take the leap, just take the first step. You know, I mean, it doesn't hurt to try, and I think that's yeah, where we all are on it. Yeah, I think I'd say um, kind of try to focus on what you want to uh, what you want to accomplish in life. And kind of tackle mm-hmm. that as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be head-driven. Just be patient. Understand that uh, the process of it is it's, it's naturally long. Yeah. Nard? How about you, Nard? Uh, just believe in yourself. It's, it's corny as fuck, but, you know, just believe in yourself. <laughs> it is the truth. <laughs> because it all starts with yourself if you don't have like you know if you don't trust yourself you, you're not gonna make it it's like you don't mm-hmm. you don't uh um assa it to like you know people of like acceptance or anything it's like you know your shit is good so you you just you know you just keep going yeah that's yeah, true thank you guys for being part of this second episode it's been a great time having it's you it's been a pleasure and you know just continue yeah, continually wash your hands, you know, sanitize everything, <laughs> and keep designing. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see what you guys will do next. I'll be on the lookout. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Hey, bye Thank guys. You. Thank you. Thank you.